I feel like students need exposure to the world and to be able to ask those questions and wonder and process what's going on around them and why. And I think science is the vehicle, the way to do that. And it allows us to teach all the other subjects at the same time. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools, episode 83 that I'm titling The Science Learning Tracker. And you are in for a fantastic episode today. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. If you're loving these conversations with educators we've been doing over the last few weeks and we've got more on the way, please do stop by your favorite podcast player and leave us a review, whether that's in iTunes or Google Podcast or Sketcher or we're in Spotify. You can find us anywhere. Wherever you listen to us, please stop by and leave a review so that other teachers can find us and share in the learning as well. Also, if there is an episode that you love or you want to reach out to one of our guests, please do so. We love hearing from our listeners, and there are so many ways to do it. You can leave a Flipgrid response on our SOS Flipgrid if you're into that. You can write an email to me filling out the contact form on the SOS website, and I will forward that on to any one of our guests as well. Or you can reach out to them on Twitter or social media as well, or leave a comment on the episode itself for all to see and share. You can find all of these links over at sospodcast.org. That's where you can find and decide how you want to become part of this community. We are all about sharing and building a learning community here at Shifting Our Schools, and we're so glad that you have tuned in this week. We've got such a great episode. This week, I'm excited to have Bobby and Julie, who are middle school science teachers and who love collaborating together. You're going to get to hear them and and the way they collaborate together. It's just fantastic at pushing each other to be better, bringing ideas to each other, um, and being able to do what is best for their kids. A fantastic conversation about technology in the science classroom. Also, the second half of the show, Julie talks about this thing that she has created called a learning tracker. And you'll hear it because she stops me in my tracks as soon as she starts talking about it. And she has designed this and it is showing great results for her students. And she'll talk about that in the podcast. It's totally worth listening to. Uh, And Julie, this is the best part. Julie was kind enough to share some sample files with me to share with you because that is what a learning community is all about. So you'll find those links in the show notes to this episode. So after you've done listening to the show, go down in and uh, download those or, or have a look at those examples. They are in Google Slides. And so I have set it up that when you click on a link, they will auto make a copy. So make sure you're signed into your Gmail account and they'll auto make a copy for yourself. And then you can look at those, adjust them and make them work for you. And if you do use them, please reach out to Julie and Bobby and tell them how they're working for you or reach out to me. And I'd love to do a, another podcast with you on how these learning trackers might be supporting students in your classroom or science or not. You're just going to love this episode. A great conversation with Bobby and Julie, middle school science teachers from the Enumclaw School District. A great conversation that I know you're going to love. And with that, on with the show. 
right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. So excited to be doing some more exit conversations with uh, some of my cadre uh, participants in the Enumclaw School District, and I'm so glad I get the science department today. So I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, kind of talk about who you are, what you teach, and uh, how'd you get into education? All right, so uh, my name is Bobby Nuttall. I teach uh, science eighth grade at uh, Enumclaw Middle School. Um, I've been here for uh, almost 15 years, maybe 15 years, and um, so uh, I absolutely love teaching. It's the first time I've ever had a job that I was not absolutely bored out of my gourd after six months. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely love the, the challenge of it. it you know, um, Even though I teach science all day long, it seems to be different every single hour. And um, the reason I got into teaching was I've always enjoyed, I've always had a passion with working with kids. But... Um, I've had a lot of jobs before this, where as a, uh, uh, a building pole barns and whatnot, and and a lot of labor work. And I noticed that a lot of times that um, without an education, the only thing that separates you and the guy next to you is how hard you're going to work. And I knew I did not want to do that when I was older. And I kind of want to uh, share that with kids that really education is what's going to get you you to where you want to be, um, because it's the only thing that's going to separate you from the guy next to you. Yeah. other than how hard you're going to work. And so um, I've always believed uh, that uh, education has always been a passion. And um, so uh, when I transferred to become a teacher, it was a great fit, absolutely great fit. I'm Very really cool. glad I did it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm Julie Sutter. I've been teaching for four years, and I teach sixth grade science and eighth grade. Um, and seventh grade too. I just teach science. And <laughs> you just I, teach science to every kid that walks in front of you. That's your job, right? <laughs> yes. That's actually, um, I always wanted to be a teacher growing up and I uh, didn't really pursue it for a long time. And I went back to school, got my master's and, um, I, I teach science because it's my favorite subject. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like students need exposure to the world and to be able to ask those questions and wonder and process what's going on around them and why. And I think science is the vehicle, the way to do that. And it allows us to teach all the other subjects at the same time. I yeah, love, love that, that. that science incorporates everything. Yeah. And I, I just have fun teaching it. I, it's my favorite. Yeah. How long have you been a teacher? Four years. Four years. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And I'm glad you're still excited about teaching four years in. You'd be surprised <laughs> how many teachers I meet four years in. They're just like, why did I choose this, right? Uh, so yeah. I, I really, I think that's fantastic. And how about you, Bobby? How long have you been teaching? So I've been teaching for 15 years 15 here. 15 years. And okay. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have the same passion that I started with. But I still love it. I still love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You love coming to work every day. That's awesome. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. You guys are in this um, uh, very much in a co kind of teaching role. You 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 uh, work together so well. Uh, talk a little bit about that for other teachers, especially science teachers. About what does it meant for you guys to really co plan, co teach together, to have that other person to bounce ideas off of, to push each other, uh, to try new things. What's that been like for you? And how long have you been working together as a as a team? So Julian, this is our first year working as a okay, team. Okay, cool. And I'll let Julie speak to her experience here because she's been doing it. Um, she's done this actually. I'll be her third teacher that she's co-taught with. Wow. And um, this is my first time having a co-teacher, and honestly, it's been it's been um, transformative in my classroom where I've just been kind of isolated and stuck, um, almost rudderless at times. Where uh, we have new standards, no curriculum. 
And so all this crap that I'm coming up with is just, you know, I'm just, I'm scrambling day by day. And so having her um, to, to collaborate with has been absolutely a game changer for me. Um, I think that was last year. I didn't have a lot of passion. My passion was kind of like, I felt like I was grinding and Julie has kind of brought back this, this joy in teaching because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I have joy, the kids have joy and it's just absolutely changing even my outlook. So it's Very been cool. really transformative. And so if you, you've had three teachers in four years, Julie, uh, obviously this is like the only way you know how to, how to teach and yeah. what's it, what's it like for you? Like you just love that idea I of collaboration. It. Yeah, I do. I love the collaboration piece. I, I like being able to throw ideas out there and, and have somebody help me process and, and plan and, you know, come up with different misconceptions and how we can tackle those. And it, I always think two minds are better than one. And yeah. it, it really, it really shows in the classroom, I think, cause we, we do better stuff together than we do apart. Yeah. And how, how do you, how do you do that planning time? Like I know we're, we're actually recording this during your planning time. So I'm sure you have time like this, but do you meet, do you have PLC time? Like what are, what, how, how often do you guys meet and plan together? What's that look like for you as a team? Uh, we plan together during our planning period, maybe once or twice a week, mm -hmm. but we've had some release days where just him and I can go out and plan for our next unit. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. Get mm -hmm. the layout, get that whole structure down for the unit and then be able to get some of those lessons in place. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, that's awesome. And, and it's a good partnership because really honest, we, we could not be any different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is a very organized and very, um, whereas I'm okay with, you know, with everything being a little chaotic and, yeah. and she's just like, she looks at my system. She's like, no wonder you're struggling. <laughs> you <know? laughs> she adds a little structure to your chaos, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's so, that's so, I love that you said that because um, I know we watched a video during the cohort about, you know, what does it mean to be creative? And there's a line in there that says, if you work with somebody that's a carbon copy of yourself, you might as well work alone. Right. Like yeah. having somebody that comes at things from a different angle allows you to bounce ideas and look at things. And, you know, it can get frustrating at, at times because you're coming from two different aspects. But at the time, that is what allows that's what allows creativity to, to blossom. Right. And that's what allows you to push each other in, into these different directions. Um, go ahead. And can you talk about maybe what's a project that you've done recently or one of your favorite this year? Um, you know, whether it was part of the cadre or just something that you found really cool that kids got into that you got into. Uh, just maybe a, a unit or a lesson that you that you'd like to talk about. So um, I think one of the cooler projects we, we had was um, it, it definitely it came out of the cadre. So I was actually talking with uh, Steve Murphy from the high school. Yeah. And you know I was talking to him about like what are we doing in the in the cadre, and he's like, you know, he was talking to me about how like I was kind of missing the point that it was really about collaboration and about how they were doing a project up there, which was really kind of loose. And they were asking these kids this great big question. And it was kind of nebulous, the idea that he was giving to the kids and also how he was going to grade them, the rubrics and everything. And I wanted to do something like that. It kind of got me excited. So I brought this thing back to Julie and, um, and she was talking, uh, she was reading this article from the cadre also about putting the kids back in the driver's seat. And she was like, so I can create this menu, if you will, of, of like, we give them a big idea, a big um, a, a project to do, but we give them a menu rather than telling them, hey, you're going to give us a report. They have a menu that they can select for um, how they're going to answer these questions. And so she put together this menu and the kids had um, uh, 
all sorts of options. And I'll let her speak to the menu here in a bit. But I just thought the uh, the entire assignment, I saw that the kids that were um, were were more engaged, we weren't sure what the final product was going to look like, you know. And so some of them were, they missed the mark completely. Um, <laughs> so, yay. It was a big thing. Yeah, there you go. Yay. <laughs> And, and one of the things I really noticed is that my kids that are straight A students, there were some of them that were not comfortable. Like what, yeah. they're like, but wait a minute, what does an A look like? Yeah. And we were both like, well, I don't know, just impress us, right? <laughs> You'll, we'll let you know when we see it. Yeah. I like and that. so um, it was a lot of fun. It was in, but what was really fun was like when I presented this idea to Julie, she was like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. And I said, this is going to be awesome. She goes, yeah, I know. And it was kind of cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I got this idea. We can run with it. So that was, um, we've done a lot of uh, different projects that have come out of this cadre this year. And uh, yeah, you missed our staff meeting because I got a chance to share all those at that time. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. at, that, at that board presentation. Right. Um, but that, that's the one that I looked at and I kind of like a direct result from our cadre here. Very cool. Julie, do you want to talk a little bit about the structure of that one then, or what this idea of a menu and kind of what was that, what was the idea behind that? Well, we wanted them to be able to have their, the freedom and, and the way that they presented their findings, be able to answer the question, am I safe here? It was, we were kind of investigating natural disasters sort of. Okay. Um, and so it was the, are we safe here? And so they could choose Enumclaw cool. as they're here or wherever they want to live in the future, or go to college or oh, very cool. wherever they're here was. And, and then they had options of different ways to present it. So we kind of structured it where we've got like our low level entry. What is this natural disaster that you're looking at? So we did things like a Snapchat post or a Facebook post. And then we looked at um, mm, very cool. deeper, deeper questions about the natural disaster. And we had um, options like creating a natural, National Geographic magazine or okay. creating a blog post or a blog and all, all these different ways that they could do it and tried to structure it to where it lead in complexity. Mm. So they started at the beginning of, you know, just what is my, where's my place? What's my natural disaster? And then evaluating so that it progressed into more challenging concepts. Like, is it safe right here now or in the future? And how many kids did you find chose staying in Enum, like staying in Enumclaw as their home versus chose some other place, other, some other place, whether like you were saying college or a place they want to yeah. live, like what was kind of your, what you kind of well, find? Well, I mean, Enumclaw obviously was number one and, yeah. and, Rightly so, because we, you know, we are in a Lahar uh, zone right here. We are yeah. built on top mm -hmm. of a whole Lahar. So when they find that out, it's absolutely engaging. Like, wait, yeah. um, wait, you mean that mountain, that big, beautiful mountain right there is uh, yeah, you got yeah, just a mountain. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say the majority of them stay here because nat it's naturally engaging. And, and yeah, but yeah, we had, yeah. we had a variety out there and. And like I said, some of the kids, they definitely hit the mark. They impressed us. And then there was other kids. You're like, what was that? Right. <laughs> what did you find that most kids did? Like you gave them this menu. They could do a vlog or a blog or they could do a presentation or a magazine style. What did you kind of find? Like did kids gravitate toward one median than another or was it pretty blended? Would you? I would say they definitely gravitated toward the National Geographic magazine. Okay. It had the most structure and it was most like, what they were used to. They had a mental model for that from, yeah. from doing it previously. Um, and a couple kids did the blog, but I think, you know, if we did this again, 
I think more kids would blog now that it becomes more natural in mm-hmm. JB's class. Yeah. They're starting to just get used to that being a way to, to write, media, and share, whatever. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, some of the hard part was that they didn't have a model for it at all. Mm. You know, they didn't have anything else to look at. No, nothing else that set this up for them. So it was so foreign. Yeah. It was hard for some of them to grasp anything beyond, I know what a magazine is and I can, right. I can break it up into sections and do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and I think the good thing is now is you, you also have those things for next year, right? You can say, Oh, this is what a magazine could look like. This is what a blog could look like. Like here are some examples from last year to give them that mental struct, you know, that, that place that they can actually hang their hat on and say, Oh, it looks something like that. Yeah. Yeah, So that's good. And that's always the problem. The first time you do a project, right? You don't even know you're just like you're saying, you're like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Make me something. And then I'll know what it looks like, you know? And I love that idea because I think there are so many times we feel as educators, we have to know what the endpoint is. And you don't always know. A lot of times you do, but there are times, even in life, like in life, there are times where I don't know what the endpoint is. You know, I don't know for me, for example, I don't know when this consulting thing is going to end. I know it's going to at some point, you know, but I, I have no idea. And so how do you stay in that? How do you stay in that unknowingness for a long time and being able to just be able to self-evaluate that I am being successful but I don't know what this looks like. You know, I don't know what it looks like at the end. And, and I think giving kids that experience every once in a while, like you said, it's your, usually your straight A students who just like, give me the rubric, give me the grade, tell me how to get my A so I can just move on. Right. And they don't, they don't like the unstructuredness. And I think it's good once in a while to throw kids into that yeah. for sure. Uh, talk a little bit about um, what one-to-one has meant for your science classrooms. Um, I think you've been, have you been one-to-one for three years now? Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So, can you kind of talk about what's that meant for, has that changed the way you teach? Is it, has it re, restructured uh, any of the things that you look at? I know that you were talking about, you've just, you guys adopted new standards not that long ago. Um, and how has that all played into this, this idea of every kid having a device? Well, so I know in our classrooms, we pretty much are paperless classrooms now hmm. and everything is through the Chromebooks. And so, um, uh, I, I would say, you know, um, it's been a challenge for me because I've, I've been doing this for a few years and, and actually my classes were the first ones to roll this out. And, and in all honesty, the way I used to use uh, the Chromebooks was I'd give them basically the same assignment I'd, I gave to them on paper, but now they had Google as a resource also. And it wasn't engaging for the students and it wasn't, um, it, it was not as good as it could have been. But now that I've been working with Sutter, I see, you know, now we're making all of our things on, on Google Slides. We have all these interactive links inside there. Um, it's much more engaging for the students. And for myself, the biggest difference now would be that I used to go through and grade all these sheets. And um, if you had an A in my class, it, was be- it wasn't because you understood the materials necessarily. It was because you're a good student. Yeah. You did the assignment. You wrote down the answers I gave to you. Yeah. You had an A in my class. And that is completely shifted now. So now cool. that everything's online, um, we have check-ins at the end of every lab. And the check-ins, um, they can use their labs on them, but they have to understand what is what happened in the lab. And they get that feedback right away. So rather than me grading a bunch of papers on the weekend, handing it back to them a week later, and they don't care. You know, they're done with that paper. They're on to something else. Uh, they get to see what they, what they hit and 
which learning targets they missed right away. So yeah. absolutely transformative in my classroom. Very cool. How about you, Julie? And you being four years, like you guys have been one-to-one for three. So really this is the only way you really know how, how to teach. And did you have one-to-one when you were in high school or when you went through university or anything like that? Was it, was it pretty much? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. I graduated from high school in 99. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but my background was I did a lot of graphics and graphic design stuff. Okay. Previously. So I was like waiting for one-to-one happen. Yeah. Because I've just known different ways to be creative and like visual literacy and getting images in there and how much more engaging it is than just yeah. that paper. Even though it has its purpose at times. Sure. Right. We can make it way more engaging. So as soon as the one-to-one came out, um, we started transforming our labs and making them digital onto slides so that we can have models and we can create models with images mm-hmm. and add so arrows cool. and text and use interactive links and then use the Google Forms for check-ins at the end. And Very then we cool. also created our learning trackers that we use in sixth grade that's coming to eighth grade. It's so coming to eighth grade. Coming to eighth grade. <laughs> but, uh, this is you and me. I know. <laughs> so, in, in sixth grade, at the end of every lesson, they go back to their learning tracker and they answer the essential question for the lesson, cool. showing what they've learned. So they can sniff out an image from their lab because it's all digital, or they could find something else and support it. They can text or type, type it out, however they want to record their learning, but they Very record cool. their learning. Then they take a check-in and they get that automatic, that formative feedback right there. Where am I on my learning? Then record that and they have this by the end of the unit, this entire study guide that covers every lesson that we've done. Holy cow. They've got a record of every score that they got, you know, what areas they need to go back and look at if they need to. So it's, it's really, it's been really, really awesome. Okay. Um, and we're, okay. So you, okay. You gotta, we gotta go back and unpack this because this is freaking amazing. So what do you call this thing? A learning tracker. Learning tracker. It's a learning tracker. And what are you doing this all in? Uh, Slides. Slides. So it's all done in Google slides. And the kids, and so is there a slide for each unit? Each lab lab has its own slide. Yeah, each unit has its own slide show. And then each lab has a slide in there. So I I start off at the beginning with all of our standards, like our NGSS standards listed in there so they can see exactly where we're headed, what our big idea for the unit is. And then it's got a slide for every single lab with the essential question on there and then space for them to answer it once we finish that. Space for them to, you know, Give themselves a self-reflection star. Did you sure. get it? Did you miss a little? And so like a prediction almost wow. on where they are and then record their check-in score and then reflect on that. So am I ready to move on or based on my score, do I need to go back and what do I need to go back and look at? So each kid has their own learning tracker yep. and then that that's shared with you. Yep. And so, so you have access to all these, all of these that you can just pop into and see where they're at and make sure that things are going on. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. That is awesome. And it's working. The kids love it. Yeah, it's working. So I had past data from before we had the unit tracker because, you know, this is kind of an evolved idea. Yeah, I can go back and pull up those other scores from previous years and show them, you know, like, hey, guys, before there was a unit tracker, look at what my students were doing. Yeah, I taught pretty much the same thing. You know, of course, with the yeah. modifications, right. but I taught pretty much the same thing. The only thing that's changed is this unit tracker that we've added in. So I'm like, sometimes I know it might seem tedious, but look at the results. Look yeah, what look what it can do. So that's been really cool. And they're like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, they do it without grumbling. That they, is they very cool. Using it and they, they use it really um, for their own study guide before quizzes and tests and like go back and quiz each other on it. 
Yeah. And so is, so then your, your kind of vision with this, this is, I mean, it's working so well that you're going to bring this, are you going to bring it with that group of kids? So those yeah. next year, those seventh graders will do the same. Like, this is how we do science now. This is what it's like to, I love that. Yeah. That is it so cool. Takes, it takes foresight, forethought and mm-hmm. foreplanning. That's the hardest part is that right. in, in sixth grade, we had all of our lessons planned out. We knew our essential question every time going into it before the unit even started. So we right. have the whole thing developed. Yeah. Um, seventh and eighth grade, they're coming along. Yeah, so right. Next year, they'll be able to do that a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. so cool. Yeah. I love the idea of that. Um, what, what we'll have to try and do is, is after we get off this, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind, because I think this is, I, I can already hear science teachers listening to this and other tech coaches going like, I want to see what this looks like. So maybe I'll get you to make a copy of one. Yeah. that you can share with me just so we can put out there that other people can make a copy of if they want to just see kind of how you're laying this out because I got a, I got a feeling you're going to get a lot of emails going like, how are you doing this? Because that is fantastic. I love that. And especially that you have data to back up that this is working in science. Yeah. All right. That's very, very cool. That's so cool, guys. I just uh, so excited for you and everything that you've been doing. Uh, last question and, and we'll, we'll let you get back because I know we're taking your prep time here for the day. Um, what is the cadre meant for you? This idea that you, we had this full year, you know, we met three times face to face, you had the online readings and you had to do some activities, including this exit conversation, you know, to kind of talk about what's, what it's like to be a connected teacher. What, what was maybe your big takeaway from, from the cadre this year for your own learning for your classroom? Well, for myself, there's just one more, one more opportunity to collaborate, to work yeah. with others, you know, and not just collaborate um, in my own school, but finally outside of our school. And then to have these resources to actually look at. So um, I know that Julie, when she got the idea of, you know, um, of the menu, it came from an article that, did you read that or did Rebecca read that first? About It was Julie reading this article from the uh, RSS feeder about putting the students in the driver's seat. Yeah. And so um, having more resources and to tell you the truth, I haven't really, since our, we've gotten the new uh, NGSS standards, I haven't really done any professional development until this year with mm-hmm. the cadre. And now it's kind of like a jump start. And you can, and rather than um, a building led uh, professional development, it's kind of your own yeah. professional development. What do you want to actually read? Yeah. You just look at it and say, yep, yep, nope. And that's, yeah. I really appreciate that. Very cool. How about you, Julie? I think it's just like the confirmation about how important collaboration is. Yeah. That we don't plan well when our when we're on our own. And yeah. um, sharing of ideas is huge. Whether that's just someone in your building or beyond. I mean, I get my ideas from, like you said, the RSS feeder, finding other people's work and building off of it. Yeah. So. And even just being able to, I mean, collaborate with other science teachers yeah. in your district, right? Like I know yeah. you guys used a lot of that time to work with other science teachers that were in the cadre as well to just mm-hmm. say, what is going on and how do we make sure that we're, you know, between the high school and the middle school, yeah. preparing these kids and we're setting up a system that, that can follow the kids. So that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and taking time out of your prep time uh, to have this conversation. Uh, so awesome. This idea of a learning tracker. Um, I just love that. Uh, I love that idea and the, the idea of the way that you're planning units around your big essential questions. And I'm trying to come up with a title for this and it might have to be, uh, am I safe here? Cause I just love that. That is such a beautiful question to have in science, you know, and the way that you structured that unit, I think is fantastic. So thank you both for taking time. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having thank us. You.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools. 